This message comes from NPR sponsor Grammarly. Get to the point faster and accomplish more with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcasts to sign up for a free account. And when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium, get 20% off for being an NPR listener. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcasts. Welcome back to The Der Show. Big news today for the First Amendment. Um, Elon Musk uh, has bought um, Twitter or is about to buy Twitter. The deal's in the works. Uh, stockholders will get, I don't know, 54 bucks a share. Uh, but uh, Elon Musk will own it uh, outright. Um, not stockholders. Um, will he have a board of directors? Only if he wants one. Um, he can own it do whatever he wants with it. He's the owner. Not quite whatever he wants with it. It's a big enough purchase so that there's some government involvement. But once he owns it, uh, you know, it's like the New York Times owned by the Sulzberger family or the Washington Post, uh, all of these uh, media giants. Uh, this is the biggest media giant of all. You know, when I used to... Um, I used to come home from Brooklyn Dodger games. Um, I would say to my grandmother very excitedly, Grandma, the Brooklyn Dodgers won the game. And my grandmother, an immigrant from Poland, would say, yeah, but was it good or bad for the Jews? Uh, she saw everything through the parochial lens of her life of pogroms and discrimination and um, what was going on in Eastern Europe and Poland. Um, I guess I see everything through the light of the First Amendment and freedom of speech. So I'm entitled to ask, is it good or bad for freedom of speech? Um, I think it's good for freedom of speech. I think in the end it will help balance um, the bias that much of the rest of the media has, uh, tilting it uh, toward the progressive side and away from the more conservative uh, side. Well, it's not the role of any particular media to strike the balance by itself, but I think that uh, this purchase, if if Elon Musk is true to his word and allows really everybody except uh, anybody who's espousing illegalities um, to be on, it will be good for freedom of speech and for the First Amendment. I, I know it's going to be good for freedom of speech because of the people who are opposing it. Uh, already the progressive Democrats, an organization called No Dem Left, behind sending a message of the left-wing orientation of this, um, says it's a terrible, a terrible thing. Um, once again, money seems to trump all, pun intended. And now we and other progressive groups must prepare for the inevitable, the return of Donald Trump to social media. Well, first of all, Donald Trump announced today he won't go on Twitter because he has his own company, but uh, I predict that in the end uh, he'll change his mind and will go on, on Twitter, and, and he should go on Twitter. He never should have been banned in the first place. Uh, the marketplace of, all I, of ideas certainly should include somebody who got, I don't know how many tens of millions of votes and uh, was the president and, and lost in, in a, what I regard as a fair election, but he was competitive. It was, not, uh, it was not a landslide victory. He does represent lots and lots of people, and he should have been on Twitter. He should never have had it taken down, and I suspect Trump being taken down from Twitter probably contributed to Musk's decision to, to buy it. Um, 
You know, it, it really confirms some of the responses to this, confirm my um, views of the First Amendment. Nobody really, nobody really supports the First Amendment or freedom of speech. For almost everybody, it's free speech for me, but not for the Everybody wants free speech if it helps them, doesn't want it if it hurts them. Listen to the president of the NAACP. NAACP president Derek Johnson said in a statement Monday that lives are at risk and so is American democracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have free speech, that's risky. It's not free. Uh, Madison knew that. Hamilton knew that. Jay knew that. Jefferson knew that. But you... You don't know that. You just want free speech for your side. He continues, Mr. Musk, free speech is wonderful. Everybody says that. Free speech is wonderful. Hate speech is unacceptable. Hey, hate speech is part of free speech. You can't have free speech without having hate speech. Once you start banning hate speech, there's no free speech. Because what is hateful to you may not be helpful uh, to me. And we can't have selectivity in what is hateful and what is not. So he continues, disinformation, misinformation have no place on Twitter. So you, you, Derek Johnson, are going to be the judge of what is misinformation or disinformation. If you don't follow um, your narrative of uh, racial relations, if you don't follow the curriculum set out in, in, in certain schools, uh, of seeing everything through the prism of, of race, seeing everything through the prism of, you know, what we are seeing now in, in, in some of the schools, then that's disinformation and, and misinformation. Critical race theory is truthful information, and anything that's critical of critical race theory is misinformation, disinformation, and, and hate speech. Well, you have no idea what the First Amendment is all about and what freedom of speech is all about. It was Voltaire who said, I may disagree with what you're saying, but I will fight to the death for your right to say it. No, we don't hear that from progressive Democrats. We don't hear it from Derek Johnson. Free speech for me. I want free speech. I want to make sure that the CNN narrative dominates all of the narratives. I want to make sure that critical legal studies is the truth, with a capital T. And if you dare to be critical of critical legal studies, that's disinformation. That's not what the First Amendment and free speech are all about. Um, you're watching me on a platform called Rumble. Why am I on Rumble? I decided to go on Rumble because Rumble has become the model for Free speech. Does everything go? No, you can't have child pornography, and I don't think Rumble will allow people to um, uh, make uh, provisions for how you can manufacture an atomic bomb or spread COVID uh, as uh, germ warfare. No, there are going to be legal limits, but Rumble is not going to ban a political figure because they don't agree with him because they think he's not telling the truth. And I would hope that Elon Musk would follow the Rumble model and uh, not censor anything based on disinformation, misinformation, or hate speech. If you don't like information, provide better information. If you don't like hate speech, point out why it's hateful and present love speech or positive speech. 
That's what the marketplace of ideas is all about. Build a better mousetrap. Uh, write a better essay. Write a better book. Uh, publish a better newspaper. Create a better Twitter-type media. But don't censor it. Just because you're not the government doesn't mean you should be censoring. Today, Elon Musk is as powerful as some governments. And um, Twitter is as influential as any media company in history. And so it has a special obligation to act like the government. It should act like the government. That's what it should do. Elon Musk should announce, for purposes of the First Amendment, we are the government. We will not censor except, and then list the exceptions, that the government is allowed to uh, censor uh, immediate incitement to violence. Okay, that's covered by the Brandenburg principle. Uh, but Donald Trump's speeches are not. Even his, September, his January 6th speech, which I disagree with fundamentally, he shouldn't have given it. He was wrong to give it. Uh, it's protected by the First Amendment. And if he wanted to put it on the new Twitter, he should be able to put it on the new Twitter. If he wanted to put it on Rumble, <clears throat> I would hope that Rumble would carry it as well. And so I think this is a good day for freedom of speech. Is it a perfect day? No. Let me, let me explain. So you watch me on Rumble. I don't know how many of you read my the comments. They reflect the worst elements of freedom of speech in the First Amendment. Um, they are horrible. They are racist. They are anti-Semitic. They are anti-immigrant. They are bigoted. They are biased. They are stupid. But they're allowed to be said. That's why I welcome them on my comment section. I would never ban anybody, but with the good comes the bad. And I have to tell you, many of my viewers are bad people who express horrible views, which I wish didn't exist in the world, but I'm not going to censor them. And that's going to happen to Twitter. What I have to endure and what you endure when you read my comments on Twitter, the stupidity, the garbage, the racism that is allowed on this platform is what you're going to have to tolerate if you believe in the First Amendment. And you're going to get it on Twitter. And I saw on television today somebody, I think it was Brian Selter from CNN, who said, oh, people are not going to watch Twitter anymore because they're going to have to read all this terrible, terrible stuff. No, there's an off button. Uh, you can skip that stuff. But if you want freedom of speech, if you want the First Amendment, you must have hate speech. You must have dumb speech. You must have misinformation and disinformation. As long as there's an opportunity to respond. We're not talking about Pravda now. We're not talking about Putin. We know what Putin does to people who disagree with him. He poisons them. Uh, he tries to kill them and sometimes succeeds. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about a tyrant who enforces his views on freedom of speech through imprisonment or death. We're talking about, you go on Twitter, you make some racist, stupid comment, and some other stupid people agree with your racist, stupid comment. That's the cost of, of the First Amendment. So those of you who write to me all the time, keep writing your stupidity. Climb out from under your rocks. 
and, and, and show us your real self. We can deal with it. We can tolerate it. We can survive it. We don't need Derek Johnson to tell us what we can read and what we can see. We don't need progressives on the left censoring. We don't need uh, CNN deciding what the truth is with a capital T and banning anything that departs from their truth. And we don't need that. Uh, we can tolerate complete and total freedom of speech subject to only the limitations allowed by law, and they should be construed very narrowly. And so Elon Musk, I'm sure you're busy with other things, you're not going to listen, but if you were to listen to my view of the First Amendment, and it's a view which I've held now for, I would say, 70 years, since I was 13 years old, I've had these views and I've expressed them in one form or another. Tolerate hate speech, tolerate bad speech, tolerate stupid speech, tolerate wrong speech, tolerate disinformation, tolerate misinformation, tolerate bigotry, tolerate Donald Trump, tolerate Elizabeth Warren, tolerate the squad, tolerate bad people on the left and on the right equally. Elizabeth Warren, my former colleague, actually calls the major minority leader of the House of Representatives a traitor, guilty of treason. Yeah, Liz, you can say it. You can say it. It's stupid. It's bigoted. It's un-American. And it's wrong. And I will never vote for you for anything. That's my prerogative. But I have to tell you, you're free to call him a traitor. But I'm free to tell you what I think of that. And I think it's despicable for a member of the United States Senate to call a member of the House of Representatives who disagrees with her a traitor, guilty of treason. Treason is a capital offense. Treason is one of the grounds for impeachment. Treason or insubordination is a ground for not being allowed to serve in the House of Representatives or the Senate. Watch what you're saying, Liz. It's not who you were when I knew you. I don't know what's happened to you, why you have become enthralled by the censorial left, by the fascist left, which is what the left, the hard, hard left has become. Free speech for me, but not for thee. We'll tell you what the truth is. We do not need that in the United States of America. As long as we have alternative platforms that can correct the lies of one platform with the truth of another platform without capital T's, let the public decide what the truth is. This is not physics. This is not medicine. This is political opinion. Some of it has to do with medicine, like the effectiveness of the vaccine or the effectiveness of masks, but we debate those as well. So, Elon Musk, I hope you will really open up Twitter and make it into the marketplace that it should be. I'd also like to see you expand the number of letters that you can have in a Twitter thing. I just don't think uh, there, there, there are enough letters there to allow you to say much. I would basically double it. But then again, I didn't buy the company. So you have a right to do whatever you want to do with the company, but, but use it well. Understand that you are serving a really important role, not only in the United States, but in the world. You can determine the outcome of elections. You can affect lives. Uh, I do agree with uh, 
with um, uh, Derek Johnson that lives are at risk. But it's not Twitter that puts lives at risk. It was Hamilton and Madison and Jay. They're the ones who put lives at risk when they adopted the First Amendment to the Constitution. And they said free speech is a key to American democracy. They knew that free speech could cost lives. So could censorship. What I believe about complete free speech is what Winston Churchill believed about democracy. Perhaps the worst form of governance ever conceived by human beings, except for all the others. What's better than free speech? Giving Derek Jackson the right to decide what is disinformation, what is hate speech, what is misinformation? No, no, that's not better. Giving progressives the right to determine who should go on and who shouldn't go on. Already we're getting fundraising letters. Uh, Trump will almost certainly get his infamous Twitter account restored, and that will give him the megaphone he needs to pick right up where he left off on January 6, 2021. Yes, that's where he should be. He should be given a megaphone if he has millions of followers. That's what the marketplace of ideas is all about. Just like Obama was given a, a, a megaphone, and just like Liz Warren and, 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 and Bernie Sanders and the squad, they're all given microphones and, and megaphones. And we have the obligation as citizens to sort through the nonsense that gets put on Twitter and everything else and make decisions for ourselves. We are a mature democracy. And as a mature democracy, we get to decide what to believe and not what, what not to believe, what to read and what not to read. You know, in China, not only can't you read what the government doesn't want you to read, but you must read what the government wants you to read. They actually test you. I was there. I remember how people were obliged to memorize, uh, at first, the writings of Mao Zedong and then, and then, and then others. Uh, in the kind of totalitarian, progressive uh, leftocracy that I think many progressives would like to see us have, you have no free will. You have no free speech. You have to listen to what the progressive gurus tell you because that's the only voice you're going to hear. The hard left is afraid afraid to allow you to listen to alternative points of view. They're afraid of Elon Musk. I'm not afraid of Elon Musk. I'm not afraid of, of Liz Warren. I'm not afraid of Bernie Sanders. I'm not afraid of the squad because I have the right to answer them. I have the right to go on Rumble. I have the right to go on Twitter. I haven't been banned yet. Who knows? Uh, I have the right to write op-eds. I have the right to write books. Just finished my 50th. I have the right to be in the marketplace of ideas. If you don't like my ideas, don't buy my books. Write nasty things about me and put them online. Do all of those things. But for God's sakes, don't censor me and don't censor my opponents. Yeah, it makes my family feel bad when people say terrible, terrible things about me. But that's the price of living in a democracy. 
And let me tell you, it's a very expensive price. I know. I have felt it. I feel it every day. I feel it when I read these idiotic statements uh, about me and about things I've allegedly done to people I never met and never heard of. I know how that feels, but I believe they have a free speech right to say it, as long as it's not defamatory and it's not done with malice, with express knowledge that it's wrong. Yeah, there are limits. There are limits on free speech. And those limits should be imposed by private companies as well as public companies. But, Elon Musk, I hope that you will announce, the way Harvard University has announced, for example, that although it isn't bound by the First Amendment by law, it will bind itself by the spirit of the First Amendment and the spirit of free speech. More and more universities should do that. They don't. Uh, many universities today, they just came out today with a list of the 10 most anti-Semitic campuses in the United States. And uh, there's detailed analysis of what goes on in these campuses, how they promote anti-Semitism, anti-Judaism, anti-Zionism, and at the same time um, prevent people who have different views from speaking and expressing their views on campus because the other side needs safe spaces, places where their ideas aren't going to be attacked or criticized, where they won't be made uncomfortable. Well, Twitter is going to make you uncomfortable. and Good, good. I want you to be uncomfortable. You know, an uncomfortable citizenry in a democracy is a very healthy thing. When you become too comfortable in a democracy, when you think that all the answers are easy, that life is not complex, life is not difficult. I remember uh, the other night my wife went to a play uh, called Suffies about the suffragettes. And she came back, oh, she was so thrilled about the suffragettes. They're such uh, interesting and wonderful people. They got votes for women. And <laughs> then I had to shatter some of her views. She knew some of it, and she was totally open-minded about it. But the suffragette movement was um, uh, a nationalist movement, was an anti-immigration uh, movement, was a racist movement. Yeah, it did great good for women, but it set back um, African-American voting and rights for, for many generations. It, uh, it uh, uh, relied on nativism. It denied Americans the right to drink moderately. After all, temperance was part of the suffrage movement as well, and the 18th and 19th Amendments basically were, were, were in tandem. And uh, so, you know, I, I can't think of a single movement or a single cause that was ever perfect. Uh, it was Eric Hoffa who once said, it starts as a cause, then it becomes a movement, then it becomes a racket. What he left out was it also becomes intolerant of other views and tries to suppress other views. So Elon Musk, uh, my best wishes to you. My hope that it will be good for the First Amendment and that we'll look back at this day and say freedom of speech was expanded, not contracted, by the decision of the wealthiest man in the world to buy the most influential media platform in the world. And as my grandmother would also say, you should use it in good health, and you should use it well, and you should use it to do good. So 
Thank you, Elon Musk. And please, please keep the First Amendment on top of your criteria for how you run uh, Twitter. So let's see what kind of emails I got last week. I got a lot of emails about uh, whether or not tennis players should be banned from um, tennis matches uh, or whether, uh, based on being Russian, or whether they should be banned from um, the opera or banned from other things um, in the sports world and in the entertainment world. And the vast, vast, vast majority of uh, people agreed with me on this one and said, no, uh, Wimbledon should not ban tennis players based on their um, ethnicity, based on their national origin. There's was a division about whether they should be banned based on their own personal uh, views, and that raises you know, big questions. It raises questions about kneeling at football games. It raises questions um, about you know, uh, maybe uh, Goreyev, the great conductor, did and does support uh, Putin personally, these are hard issues, but, uh, but we got a lot of good letters. Um, so here's one of them. In a world where everything is called racist, this is actual racism. These people have nothing to do with Putin's invasion, and nobody should be held accountable for the actions of their politicians. Shame on Wimbledon. And, you know, you would think at least in a tyranny where you can't determine who your leaders are and where if you oppose them, you will suddenly feel a little nauseous, dizzy, and then you'll die of uh, radiation poisoning. Uh, it, awfully hard to hold people responsible for not speaking out uh, just because they happen to be um, citizens. Citizens is not even a good word. Uh, uh, people who are associated with a country that's doing bad things. Um, players. Uh, why are we banned? Have we done something wrong? Wimbledon, no, you're banned for being Russian players. Okay. So um, it's a hard issue because we do believe that certain banning is appropriate. For example, when South Africa wouldn't send in mixed teams to compete in the Olympics, I think uh, many of us supported banning South African white-only teams from competing. Uh, when Germany refused to allow Jews to compete in the 1936 Olympics, I wasn't born yet, but I would have been opposed to allowing the Olympics to take place in Germany and uh, allowing any country to ban people based on religion or, or national uh, origin. So the letters were overwhelmingly in support of that. Let me read you one more uh, letter. This is an interesting one. It raises an interesting question. I've discussed it before but not exactly in this context. What is your opinion about Democrats trying to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene off the ballot? I think that doing that interferes with the democratic processes, and I'm against it. Nothing she said is close to passing the Brandenburg test. I completely agree with you. Look, I would do anything to make sure that uh, Greene was not reelected. She's a horrible, horrible uh, member of Congress, and some of the things she said... Are, are simply despicable. And um, uh, I agree with the Republican leadership in denying her leadership roles or membership roles. But in a democracy, people get to pick who their representatives are. Now, there's an exception. 
there was a very limited exception written into the 14th Amendment. And that is um, you can disqualify people from running for office if they took place in an insurrection or a rebellion, if they were on the secessionist side of the Civil War. Um, Robert E. Lee could not run for uh, the Senate. He was a general uh, on the side of the Southerners who engaged in treason, literal treason and insubordination. That's not what Green did. Green did what people have done in a democracy, certainly since the uh, election of John Quincy Adams, um, probably since the election of Thomas Jefferson. They've protested the election. They've protested it wrongly. They have gone behind the scenes. Tilden Hayes was an absolute disaster. The first election of John Quincy Adams against um, Andrew Jackson was uh, a disaster. Uh, we've had many challenges and many challenges that were wrong. The corrupt bargain, as Jackson called the election of, um, of Adams, um, Tilden Hayes, which was based on a kind of racist um, uh, political compromise and, and, and bargain. Um, we've had many challenges. Bush versus Gore. Um, Gore was a gentleman. He actually didn't accept the advice of many people, including me. Um, I think he should have challenged uh, further. I think he should have demanded a recount in Palm Beach County, uh, where the butterfly ballot violated the law, but he decided, and Nixon before him decided, that the um, unity in America was more important than, than fighting a fight for his presidency. Uh, what Green did was worse, but it was not an insurrection. It was not a rebellion. It was not the kind of thing that the framers of the 14th Amendment had in mind. So no, don't devote your time, Democrats, to trying to undemocratically unseat Green. Go down to Georgia, contribute money, campaign against her, defeat her for office the way you defeated Donald Trump for office. That's the democratic way. I was opposed to attempts by the Democrats to impeach Donald Trump, and I am opposed to their efforts to keep him off the ballot in 2024. There are efforts to do that. That's not the democratic way. The democratic way is to vote them out of office. So I'm on your side of this. Although I don't like Green, although I would like to see her defeated for office, I would like to see her defeated by the voters not by some manipulation of the 14th Amendment by partisan politicians. See you tomorrow.